Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 95 O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and the dry land which his hands have formed. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would listen to his voice. Do not harden your hearts as in Meribah, as on the day of Massa in the wilderness, when your ancestors tested me and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work. For forty years I loathed that generation, and said, They are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not regard my ways. Therefore, in my anger, I swore, they shall not enter my rest. Exodus chapter 16, verses 9 through 21. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, Draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine, flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather as much of it as you need for yourself. An omer to a person according to the number of persons all the providing for those in their own tents. The Israelites did so, some gathering more, some less, but when they measured it with an omer, those who gathered too much had nothing over, and those who gathered little had no shortage. They gathered as much as each of them needed. And Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it until morning, and it bred worms and became foul. And Moses was angry with them. Morning by morning they gathered it, as much as needed. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. So then, remember that at one time you Gentiles by birth called the uncircumcision by those who are called the circumcision, a physical circumcision made in the flesh by human hands, 
Remember that you were at the time without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. In his flesh he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall. That is the hostility between us. He has abolished the law with its commandments and ordinances, that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of the two, thus making peace, and might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death that hostility through it. So he came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him both of us have access to the one spirit of the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him the whole structure is joined together and grows in a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. morning and welcome to the second Friday of Lent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 95, uh, Exodus 16, and finally Ephesians 2. Um, and the, uh, the one that uh, stood out to me uh, was the reading from Ephesians as Y'all may know uh, we've uh, a pandemic has been declared by the World Health Organization, and there's various states of emergency in the in throughout the United States. I don't know if we're under one in Maryland, but I'm, I'm pretty confident Washington uh, has one. Uh, many of the schools are closed, um, if not all of them, and the uh, several of the dioceses in uh, the Episcopal Church and some of the conferences in the United Methodist Church that, that I know of uh, have called off worship services for two weeks um, to, uh, to not enforce, but to provide for what's called social distancing. Um, and there's some amount of concern over the COVID-19 coronavirus um, and many of us aren't sure whether or not we should panic or be really alarmed or just kind of let it take its course. But the, the declaration of a pandemic and the, um, the closures of, I mean, even the NBA, I think, is either suspending the season or just is going to play without an audience, which I'm sure the players would really appreciate. Um, because when we come together in crowds, it increases the the likelihood of exposure. Um, the coronavirus, this coronavirus, COVID-19, is highly contagious and it doesn't present for perhaps up to a couple of weeks. So you may not, once somebody shows symptoms, they've already been infecting other people for you know a week or two weeks. Um, and so this brings up some really important questions about um, what it means to be the church in times like this. Um, the uh, COVID-19 is not um, incredibly deadly. It is more deadly than the flu, I think. 
um, but as a body that won't be coming together and congregating for perhaps several weeks, we have to, it, it forces us to rethink uh, what it means to be this body if we can't come together and embrace and, and say hello and interact and worship God together. Um, and so it's going to be a very difficult at least a couple of weeks. It may last longer, but we hope it doesn't does not. Um, and this morning's reading in Ephesians talks about this dividing wall. And yet this dividing wall that we're experiencing isn't one of hostility, um, but one of, of safety. Um, and not for most of us, uh, coronavirus, the COVID-19, uh, about 80% resolve without any lasting effect. Um, and the 20% that uh, might have some respiratory effects um, even after they recover uh, are, are, I mean, it's not a very large number. So we're not doing this for the greatest number. We're doing this for the most vulnerable. I think that's a really good reminder that, um, that the church has an obligation to the most vulnerable, um, that we, our decisions are not, should not always be made, uh, simply out of pragmatism or like, um, you know, the greatest good for the greatest number sounds great if, unless you're a minority, at which point you may never uh, have your interests represented. Um, and it's the same thing, um, it's a similar thing that we did in the military when uh, during PT, you put the slowest runner in front, um, the person that um, isn't, you know, in tip-top shape, their interests, they, they determine the behavior of the group because being a group is more important than being individuals. Um, protecting the vulnerable, who in this case uh, appears to be mostly the elderly or people with compromised immune systems, um, uh, that is what it means to be a whole, to not sacrifice the needs and the interests and the safety of a few just so that you know the many might you know be able to go to a, an NBA game or watch March Madness or something. Um, and it reminds me of um, in the Gospels when Caiaphas, the high priest, says, uh, "It's better that one may die that the whole shall shall um, shall be preserved." And what happens to that whole? What happens to the group when um, we put the interests of the many above the few uh, who are perhaps more vulnerable than than the majority? Um, and so, uh, this. The next several weeks um, will be new for many of us. Um, I don't know the last time that, I don't know if it ever, it did not happen in my lifetime. I'm thinking of 1918 with the flu pandemic at the end of World War I. Um, and I don't know that they shut down a lot of things. Maybe they did, I don't know. Um, so um, I hope that we will all uh, be in this together. Uh, learn from each other about how to go on about our lives in this kind of pseudo mass quarantine um, uh, that we're all uh, in a democracy voluntarily engaging in. Um, in China, they've really brought the, the virus under control because they're able to do things uh, differently when they don't honor human rights and civil rights as much as a democracy like ours does. Um, 
And so I hope that we um, continue to bear with one another in, um, in, the, in this time and other times. Um, and I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what uh, churches, like denominations and conferences and dioceses, what they do on Sundays to try to promote the unity of the body, even as it's in a kind of, uh, a kind of self-imposed diaspora, at least for the Sundays. For a pandemic from facebook.com may we who are merely inconvenienced remember those whose lives are at stake may we who have no risk factors remember those most vulnerable may we who have the luxury of working from home remember those who must choose between preserving their health and making their rent may we who have the flexibility to care for our children when their schools close remember those that have no options. May we who have to cancel our trips remember those who have no safe place to go. May we who are losing our margin money in the tumult of the economic market remember those who have no margin at all. May we who settle in for a quarantine at home remember those who have no home. As fear grips our country, let us choose love. During this time when we cannot physically wrap our arms around each other, let us yet find ways to be the loving embrace of God to our neighbor. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor Morning Prayer for Pew Pew People with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.